Chapter Eight of Grace Harlowe's First Year at Overton College by Jessie Graham Flower. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eight: The Sophomore Reception. It was the night of the sophomore reception, and the gymnasium was ablaze with light and color. All day the valiant sophomore class had labored as decorators, sofa cushions, portieres, screens, and anything else that might add to the beauty of the decorations had been begged and borrowed from good-natured residents of the campus and nearby boarding-houses. There were great branches of red and gold leaves festooning and hiding the gymnasium apparatus, and the respective sophomore and freshman colours of blue and gold were in evidence in every nook and corner of the big room. There was a real orchestra of eight pieces from the town of Overton, seated on a palm-screened platform which had been erected for the occasion, while a long line of freshmen in their best bib and tucker crowded up to pay their respects to the receiving line of sophomores headed by the class president the freshmen of wayne hall had elected to go together and ruth denton had also been invited to take dinner and dress with anne then go with her and her friends to the reception at first ruth demurred on account of her gown which was a very plain little affair of white dotted swiss then Grace had come to the rescue and insisted that Ruth should wear a very beautiful white satin ribbon belt with long graceful ends belonging to her, which quite transformed the simple frock. There was also a white satin hair ornament to match, and Miriam's clever fingers had done her soft brown hair in a new becoming fashion. Even Alfreda had insisted on lending her a white opera cape and praising her appearance until the little girl was in a maze of delight at so much unexpected attention grace anne and miriam had put on their graduating gowns and elfreda was arrayed in all the glory of the gown she had ordered for the occasion and afterward entertained so little hope of wearing just as they were ready to start the doorbell rang there was the sound of laughing voices and the patter of slippered feet on the stairs and mabel ashe accompanied by frances martin constance fuller and two other juniors appeared on the landing better late than never announced mabel cheerily as grace appeared in the doorway we've come to take you to the reception we weren't invited until the eleventh hour, but we're making up for lost time. Why, I didn't know juniors were invited to the reception, exclaimed Grace, taking Mabel's extended hand in both her own. Judging from all outward signs, I suppose you are going to the reception, else why wear your costliest raiment? Your deduction is not only marvellous, but correct, returned Mabel. We were invited because the sophomores found themselves lacking not in quality, but quantity. There weren't nearly enough sophomore gentlemen to go round, so we juniors were pressed into service. I'm so glad, returned Grace warmly. We know nearly all the freshmen, but we only know a few sophomores. We were lamenting tonight because we expected to be wallflowers. Not if Frances and I can help it, promised Mabel. Girls, I want you to meet Miss Graham and Miss Allen, both worthy juniors. You already know Constance. The worthy juniors nodded smilingly as Mabel presented Grace and her friends. "'Get your capes and scarves,' directed Mabel briskly. "'We must be on our way. "'I'm sure it's going to be a red-letter affair. "'The sophomores have nearly worked their dear heads off to impress the baby class. "'Do you girls all dance, and how many of you can lead?' "'Miriam and I,' answered Grace. "'Anne is not tall enough. "'Alfreda and Ruth will have to answer for themselves.' "'Ruth Denton confessed to being barely able to dance. "'Alfreda, who looked really handsome in her blue evening gown, answered in the affirmative.' Grace noted with secret satisfaction that the stout girl was keeping strictly in the background and making no effort to push herself forward. If she only behaves like that all evening, the girls will be sure to like her, and if anything comes up later about this registrar business, there won't be such fuss made over it, Grace reflected. Come on, Grace. 
Frances Martin's merry tones broke in on Grace's reflections. I'm going to be your faithful cavalier. I'll offer you my arm as soon as we get downstairs. We could never walk two abreast and state down these stairs. Grace followed Frances's lead, smiling happily. Julia Graham, a rather stout, pleasant-faced young woman in pink messaline, bowed to Miriam. Anne found herself accepting the arm of Edith Allen, while Constance Fuller took charge of Ruth Denton. The crowning honour fell to J. Alfreda, for Mabel Ashe walked up to her, slipped her arm in that of the astonished girl, saying impressively, "'May I have the pleasure, Miss Briggs?' The little party fairly bubbled over with high spirits as they set out for the gymnasium in couples, but to Alfreda the world was gayest rose-colour. To be escorted to the reception by the most popular girl in college was an honour of which she had never dreamed. Only a few days before she had resigned all hope of even going, but through the magic of Grace Harlowe she was among the elect. For almost the first time in her self-centred young life, she was swept by a wholly generous impulse to do the best that lay within her in college, if only for Grace's sake. While she listened to Mabel's gay sallies, answering them almost shyly, her mind was on the depth of gratitude she owed Grace, who, without mentioning her visit to Alberta Wicks, had assured her that she had made inquiry, and found that the letter was not the work of the sophomore class as a body. Grace had refused to voice even a suspicion regarding the writer's identity, but had so strongly advised Alfreda to pay no attention to the cowardly warning, but attend the reception as though nothing had happened, that the stout girl had taken her advice. Grace was now quietly jubilant over the way things had turned out. She was so glad that Mabel had chosen Alfreda. "'I wonder how she knew,' she said half aloud. "'How who knew, and what did she know?' inquired Frances quickly. "'Nothing,' replied Grace, in sudden confusion. "'I was just wondering.' "'I know what you were wondering, and I'll tell you. "'A certain junior, who is a friend of a certain sophomore, told Mabel certain things.' "'Frances, you are a wizard!' exclaimed Grace in a low tone. "'How did you know of what I was thinking?' "'The question is,' replied Frances, "'do you understand me?' "'I think I know who the sophomore is,' hesitated Grace. "'But I don't understand about the junior.' "'And I can't tell you,' replied Frances gravely. "'I can only say that Mabel likes you very much, Grace, "'and that a certain junior who is fond of Mabel is jealous of your friendship. "'Both Mabel and I admire your stand in the other matter. "'You're measuring up to college standards, my dear, "'and I'm sure you will be an honour to your class.' "'Frances finished her flattering prediction "'just as they stepped inside the doorway of the gymnasium.' Before Grace had time to reply, they found themselves among a bevy of daintily gowned girls that were forming in line to pay their respects to the president of the sophomore class, and five of her classmates who formed the receiving party. After this formality was over, the girls walked about the gymnasium, admiring the decorations. Mabel Ash was fairly overwhelmed by her admirers. It seemed to Grace as though she attracted more attention than the receiving party itself. It was, Mabel, dear, dance the first waltz with me, come and drink lemonade with us, Queen Mab, and, why, you dear Mabel, I might have known the sophomores couldn't get along without you. She knows every girl in college, I believe, remarks Anne to Edith Allen, as Mabel stood laughing and talking animatedly, the centre of an admiring group. Everyone loves her from the faculty down, replied Edith. She hadn't been here six weeks as a freshman until the whole class was sending her violets and asking her out to dinners. She was elected president of the freshman class, too, and had the honour of refusing the sophomore nomination. They wanted her for junior president, but she will refuse that nomination too. She is as unselfish and unspoiled as the day she came here, and the most sympathetic girl I have ever known. We are all madly jealous of Frances. Anne smiled at this statement. It is nice to be liked, she said simply. That is the way it is with Grace at home. 
i'm not surprised replied edith regarding grace critically she has a fine face that miss nesbit seems nice too she is a beauty isn't she anne replied happily in the affirmative to her praise of her two dearest friends was as the sweetest music shall we dance said edith rising and offering her arm in the most manly fashion a moment later the two girls joined the dancers who were circling the floor with more or less grace to the strains of a waltz what kind of a time are you having asked grace an hour later as she and miriam met in front of one of the lemonade bowls i am enjoying it ever so much was the enthusiastic answer i've met a lot of sophomores that i've been wanting to know and they have been so nice to me have you seen alfreda lately no said grace with a guilty start i've been having such a good time i forgot her let's go and find her now the two began a slow promenade of the room in search of the missing girl suddenly grace clutched her friend's arm look over there miriam she exclaimed seated on a divan beside mabel ash and surrounded by half a dozen sophomores was j alfreda she was talking animatedly and the girls were urging her on with laughter and cries of now show us how someone else in fairview looks what do you suppose she is saying wondered miriam let's go over they neared the group just in time to hear alfreda say the president of the fairview suffragist league then her round face set as though turned to stone her eyes took on a determined glare and drawing down the corners of her mouth she elevated her chin rose from the divan and shrilled forth votes for women in a tone that fairly convulsed her hearers then suddenly catching sight of grace and miriam she sat down abruptly and said with an embarrassed gesture of dismissal the show's over i see my friends are looking for me i'll have to go you funny funny girl exclaimed mabel ash what a treasure you'll be when we give college entertainments you'll make the dramatic club some day nothing like it returned alfreda resorting to slang in her embarrassment where did you ever learn to mimic people so cleverly asked one sophomore oh i don't know replied alfreda almost rudely i've imitated folks ever since i was a kid little girl she corrected you said you'd waltz with me tonight, miriam so come on that's a strauss waltz and i don't want to miss it please excuse me she said turning to the assembled girls she was making a desperate effort to be polite when she preferred to be rude mabel ash you're the dearest girl grace burst forth as the little crowd dissolved and strolled off in different directions you have been lovely to alfreda and instead of her evening being spoiled you know what i mean she has actually made a sensation i am not the only one who has been looking out for j alfreda's interests reminded mabel i am glad that she has this talent it will help her make friends with the girls and if nothing more is said about the registrar affair she will soon have a following of her own do you think anything more will be said asked grace anxiously not if i can help it was the response it was almost midnight when after seeing ruth denton home the four girls climbed the steps of wayne hall it was lovely wasn't it anne declared grace as she slipped into her kimono and began to take the pins from her hair yes said anne with a half sigh she was deliberating as to whether she had better tell grace a disturbing bit of conversation she had overheard after all it wasn't worth repeating she had simply heard one of the freshmen say to another that she had been prepared to like miss harlowe but something she had heard had caused her to change her mind and suspected that in some way alfreda's troubles had been shifted to grace's shoulders End of chapter eight